Hey, John Henry Soto here along with George Batista, as always, and welcome to Counterparts. And generally, we have a show where we spotlight conversations with creative minds. And George and I decided to branch out into something a little bit more uh, ambitious, uh, something that we actually are passionate about. We'll have conversations, we'll riff, we'll ask for your advice and for you to get involved in this. And today we're going to be talking about the destruction of melody. Is that a real thing? Or did we, George and I just are pissed off because we're... Two little bitches. <laughs> Time to be back. <laughs> so, welcome back. Uh, well, I'm going to make another opening for our, our Thursday night uh, rant. Um, <laughs> but um, anyway, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate y'all. One of the, the reasons why George and I decided to do this was because usually about 99.99% of the time after we finish our show and we have a wonderful guest, the guests inspire us. And it could be about health. It could be about music. It could be about film. It could be about life, anything. And it inspires us to a point where George and I start riffing. And sometimes we'll go another hour mm -hmm. <laughs> while we're planning for the next show. We're chatting and we're and we realize, you know what? This is actually not a bad conversation to have and to try to bring it to a, an audience and then to get feedback and to see what, you know, what are the uh, what's the viewpoint? Because George and I have we're very much involved in music. We love music. It's the number one thing that we actually started out loving from kids. So we have that as a passion. So we always talked about music. And now that we're you know a little older, um, we have different viewpoints. But and I'm gonna ask you this, George, because I don't, you know, we have different viewpoints on what we think is a good melody and and things like that. But do we? Because <laughs> I always felt that you and I were, you know, we were never really listening to what was on the radio when we were teenagers. Mm -hmm. Right. Think about it. I mean, we were listening to the only thing that came out when we were listening to when we were young was like the the, the grunge stuff. Right. The Pearl Jam. And that was pretty much, you know, that was pretty much it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, Santana will come out with a, with a record, you know, after Supernatural and stuff um, where he became more mainstream. But I, I was listening to Santana way before that. Long time. You know I mean? yep. Long time. So it was but it, again it's santana is not a new was not a new artist even in 91 right he was already True. a veteran artist mm -hmm. um so i don't know like i always felt that we enjoyed music from the you know the 50s 60s 70s some stuff in the 80s a lot more in 90s you know and then and then today it's for me it's more you know uh, you know things that a lot of people don't even listen to you know like more uh, fusion jazz or something or <laughs> something that's a little bit more in depth. And of course I listen to a lot of the old, you know, old classics yeah. that we like as well. Exactly. So, I mean, what do you think? Do you think that you've changed that because as, as age hit you or because we've always had that kind of, uh, that kind of temperament when it came to music? Well, yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's kind of weird when I was a teenager, it, I, 
I go through these, I've been through these yeah. weird little changes, right? You know, like, again, we talked about our influences when I was younger, you know, for me, it was Kiss, <laughs> you know? Right, right. You know, but they were, I mean, they were guys that were rocking, they were playing instruments. I mean, I know they were a marketing yeah. machine, but they were still rocking out, you know? And then, and then when I started into my teenage years, just then my taste went into more of the pop stuff. But then when we started playing, I discovered this whole other thing right when we i really got into rush and zeppelin and all these guys have been partly that was from you and i was like wait a minute where's this world that i should have been in for the last (laughs) but you know but and then from from there i i fell in love with those things i fell in love with melody i fell in love with all that and then you know i was never i you know it's interesting i was never um after that I was never really into the what was pops. happening. Yeah, what's happening yeah. now after yeah, that? Yeah, because yeah. to yeah. me, that was the, the ultimate. I agree. And if anybody's out there, if you want to chime in on what your um, what your views on that, like modern music and melody, you know, is it? And I have we have theories, and you know, and and our theories are completely wrong, but <laughs> they're going to be theories that we have that we've uh, developed. Or at least I have a couple of ideas. I have a couple of articles that I want to actually um, go over as well on a couple of them, the catchiest songs. What? Mm-hmm. Well, it's considered the catchiest songs based on science. Wow! <laughs> so this, this gets very. It was very very interesting article, and uh, there's another one on the um, the most covered songs of all okay. time. Okay. And I thought that's an interesting thing to look at because if if we have such great music today there'd be a lot more covers of those songs that came out i don't know 10 years ago right. 15 years ago 20 right. years ago but yet the covers that we have are like 50 years ago 40 years ago <laughs> so we're gonna i'm gonna go True. over that and show and uh, and talk a little bit about that absolutely but but yeah you're right because i i don't remember especially somebody like i was listening to eric clapton so eric clapton is has been pretty consistent at least in the last 20 years he's mm-hmm. he's kind of come down a little bit from being in the pop you know on a pop radio but you know when that whole uh, acoustic uh thing came out on mtv the mtv unplugged you know he kind of reached another level of success right because right. he had been already a legend right you know but but he wasn't fully mainstream he didn't have mm-hmm. songs on the radio until that came out you know right. um so um so somebody says uh because I asked, he said, "Okay, you asked for it. I cannot handle auto tune. It, it really disturbs me." Oh boy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that 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 actually attaches. I'm glad you brought that up because it actually. And I'm sorry we can't see your name because sometimes Facebook blocks names of people. So I apologize if you want to just jot your name in there so I could so we know exactly who who you are. Um, and he says, "Indeed, I once uh, was in." was in a break with other bands we talked about what songs each covered one said oh i see okay covered a certain band because yeah let's create songs that anyone could cover i mean yes and i think that that was part of uh the reason why this article was so interesting to me because it kind of taught the songs that we're gonna that we're gonna talk about that mo- a lot of people covered were not really complicated songs, you know. Mm-hmm. They were sim- simple songs, right? Um, but just going back for a second, I was, you know, I was listening to Clapton, I was listening to Stevie Ray Vaughan, I was listening to Santana, 
you know, then the grunge scene kind of came on. We found Zeppelin and, you know, um, mm. Zeppelin was a find because, you know, when you're a teenager and you're kind of like, don't, don't understand certain things, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And, and right. you hear something. And I thought that it was a new thing. I didn't know it was, you know, and I, as I started reaching, remember, this is not, there's no internet. I can't That's Google true. Led Zeppelin to get their whole catalog. <laughs> exactly. I had to find out that there was a catalog. And, and as I bought the, the CD or the, the cassettes at that time, I would look and I would say, you know, say copyright like 1970. <laughs> like, yeah. Wait a minute, what? Yeah. I'm like, oh, so they, they've been around. You know, this is how you found out. Right, exactly. It's how you found out. You know, it, it's it's insane now to think about. Like Rush yeah. was another one. I found oh. moving pictures and I'm like, oh, this record. I'm like, wait, 1980 or 81, whatever it was. I was like, this is a, this was a long time ago, you mm -hmm. know, um, or at that point, I guess it wasn't that long ago, but um, you know, oh, this is a, tomorrow is on. Cool. So welcome. She says, uh, both comments me. Her, her name is tomorrow. Actually. Right. Um, I love rush, but it's beyond, but it's beyond me. Uh, my former drummer told me on the way home from the show that he'd introduced me to Zeppelin. I never heard them. He said, you'll understand why they call you Meg Zeppelin. Ah, okay. <laughs> so glad he did. Word of mouth was all we had. That's right. That is all we had. And I, I heard because I, I would listen to classic radio and um, now Zeppelin and Rush were accidents, you know, and we talked about that. in a Yeah, but we, we, uh, true, but we, the Stairway to Heaven was out on the radio. Yeah, but I don't remember it. I, now I remember hearing it. Or, or at least I don't remember that that was Zeppelin. That's, I, I remember that's exactly the song. what it was. That's yeah. exactly what it was. So when you, when, when we started talking about Zeppelin at that time, I didn't connect Stairway to Heaven and Zeppelin. Right. But I had heard Stairway to Heaven. I mean, you sometimes you would go to a store I, and you hear it, uh, you know, on, yeah. on the speakers or whatever. But then when you get, and then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I know that's Stairway same, to Heaven. That's the that huh? same band. Yeah. That's the same. And then that's when that whole thing started. Right. And and it's interesting because I did, I remember the Immigrant song though. I, yes. That, that's right. a very. That is another that's one. That's been was, used a lot, yeah, yeah. you know, for, for other things. Um, but when you dive into the catalog and I remember going to George's house with a cassette or whatever I had. It had to be a cassette. No, I think it was a CD. CD. Maybe I don't remember, but I said, and, and I remember saying, and, I, and like every song is really good. <laughs> I remember saying yeah. every song is really good. And it was true. It was like every song that I would hear had something that, that, that changed me in a way, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that gave me something that was completely new to listen to it wasn't what was on the radio right which at that point i guess you know um early 90s you know um was pretty safe music yes right yes. i mean it was safe it was yes. there was nothing um too scary about about what was going on on the radio you know and then and i remember exactly where i was and we talked about this also on a past on a previous show where i was when i first heard um nirvana for the first time mm -hmm. You know, and I remember I was just laying in bed. And I had always had my headphones on. I, that's how I slept. I slept with my with my music playing, and I had my headphones on. And uh, this band came out. You know, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" Because up to that point, if people can remember, you know, we had a lot of the hair bands that they called them, which I 
I don't like that term for them because I, they are they are great musicians. Those mm -hmm. those bands were great bands. You yes. know what I mean? Um, now they were playing sort of like pop music ballads mm -hmm. with a uh, rock, you know, leather and chains and being like you know and you know. Mm -hmm. Heaven isn't too far away, <laughs> you know, um, which is cool, and that's what we were listening to, you know. Yeah, and of course, right. there were there were the classic stuff that we mentioned earlier, but when this uh, Nirvana came in, it was so back to basics. Yes, you know, it almost yes. felt like we can do that. Right, it almost felt like we have we i know what that sound is you mm -hmm. know it, it seems very familiar to me you know well especially coming from the electronics of the 80s right everything was overproduced very, very, in yeah. you know in the 80s yeah. and then you come into the 90s all of a sudden there's three guys and they just you and know. not very very low production yes exactly literally very very low production um and yeah so so that was part of the uh you know that that was part of our education that's where we got melody from you know that's right. why we love melody and you know when we say the destruction of melody you know it's sort of tongue-in-cheek and we're kind of like playing around with that but i do have theories you know and i'm going to talk about it in a, in a minute here and piss people off but i do have a theory on why melody today is not the melody of the of the 70s and the 80s mm -hmm. and uh, and the 60s you know i mean we're talking about the beatles for instance right and there's two elements that i think that that happened <laughs> go for so, it yeah so the 50s um you know let, let's go back a little bit let's go to gershwin let's go to count basie let's go to miles davis right these guys came up um uh, louis armstrong right they came up they were all about melody and yes. music right what ended up happening and kind of ending that or, or at least slowing it down was rock and roll true right rock and roll three chord rock and roll um you ain't nothing but a hound dog right um and that when that hit it was simple it was easy it was very easy to market you had a cute dude that was shaking and the girls liked it they played it out and that that became like the thing and so in 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 a sense that was part of the beginning Right. Now, of course, I love rock and roll, you know, mm -hmm. um, I'm like going to say, I love rock. So I love rock and roll and I love what it, you know, it, it derived from the blues, you know, I mean, it, it's blues, it grew in the brew and bruise. It was brewed in the, in the, in the blues. And so Elvis Presley and then the Beatles in the sixties were incredibly melodic. Yes. You know, they knew what the blues were. They loved those guys just as much, mm -hmm. but they did something else. They brought melody. They yes. brought melancholy to songs. They brought the the not being afraid to, there are places I mm -hmm. remember. Then they weren't mm -hmm. afraid to go there. Right. You know what I mean? Um, where a lot of other bands, I think, kind of wanted to kind of take the Elvis Presley route. Mm -hmm. The Beatles kind of created another route. And that... Right birthed a whole other a whole other thing of uh uh i guess you people some people call it psychedelic things that happened in the 60s there was a lot of drug experiments that also you know remember writing a song uh i'm gonna stop talking for a second do it but writing a song is very intimidating mm -hmm. when you want to present to the people 
Sure. And what is it that, why would you be intimidated? Because you, you know, it's instant judgment, right? I mean, that's yep. what being an artist is. You have to just kind of suck it up. Right. Right. And, um, so, but during that drug era, those, some of those psychedelic things, they, they really lower inhibitions, you know, mm -hmm. and, and people were just not afraid to, to take chances with the music and to do things that maybe nobody else even thought of. Right. And, Things that today people be like, you can't do that. You know, like the Beatles, you can't play that backwards. You know, you can't, you can't do that. You know, you can't start a song that way. Or, um, and, and that became a, a um, part of it, part of right. it. Right. Right. So now here's the thing that I think that happened. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, just, just, to so just to piggyback a little bit on the Beatles and that whole thing. I think what the Beatles started was the idea that you don't. Okay, so we we know that when you like when we would go to a record company or where bands would go to a record company, they had to, they kind of had to be put into a category, right? A right. specific category. This is what you play. This is what all your sound, songs should sound like, and they all need to sound similar to that to focus on one specific market or whatever right. it is well the beatles were the opposite of that right because they right. did a little bit of everything but then that birthed zeppelin <laughs> and all these other guys that were doing the same thing right if you listen to zeppelin no song of zeppelin sounds like any other song right and then they went into country they went into samba they did samba stuff they all went into, blues based right, blues based but what i'm saying is they yeah. took that blues base but then they went a whole they other direction own. they would do one song and all of a sudden completely break into something right. else right? right and i think that whole thing birthed that where it just was a free-for-all of whatever type of music you want to make right. within your band and it, the record companies were not going to shoot you down like today a 10 minute right. song like stairway to heaven would just not get on any record well of course right exactly top it down or make three or four songs out of that one song Right. Um, so that that would actually never never happen. Right. You know. Um, during the seventies, there was a lot of expression, musical expression. Now, remember, rock and roll was still new. You know, I mean, it's yeah. new. I mean, you know, um, people can say that the Big Bopper was probably before Elvis. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, and kind of started all that stuff. Um, but from like, let's say. I don't know, 54, I guess, is the famous year, right? So let's mm -hmm. say from like 54 to 77, because disco came in yeah, that's around right. that era, right? So that was really, in my opinion, where rock and roll created the framework of what's to come, mm -hmm. of everything that's to come from there. Mm -hmm. You know, then you had the late 70s where you had disco and you had, that was a completely different just dance kind of right. thing. Then we had the, in the eighties, early eighties was a punk, right? Yeah. Punk kind of came out and that was birthed from a lot of the, the stuff that was happening in, in Europe, you know, a lot of stuff that was happening in Germany and right. in Europe that kind of came to uh, America and they had this uh, reggae influence. They had this rock influence. They had this um, pop influence and it was this whole other, this whole other element fused together that created this uh um uh what do you call it uh punk scene i guess right yeah that's what the police uh, follow the that. police and, right. and blondie yep. and, and mm -hmm. those kinds of uh, the ramones yep. you know they came through through those uh through those avenues um never a fan of of that except the police i love mm -hmm. the police 
but I think for me, it, it was a, it was a beginning of something changing where melody was sort of like it, you didn't have to have a, a great melodic way of expression. And I don't mean a great voice because right. Bob Dylan didn't, wasn't considered a great singer, nope. but had a lot of expression in his sure. voice. Right. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, not a great singer, but a, a, a lot of expression in the voice. Same thing with the doors and, and Jim, uh, Jim Morrison. So, um, Jim Morris, Jim Morrison, Morrison, right? Yeah. So the, the expression in the voice kind of started getting a little bit watered down as we got into the early eighties with the punk scene, right. then was revitalized. This is my own thing that I think about. I think about this all the time. People <laughs> please do not hate me for saying these things. Cancel. Yeah. <laughs> and then it got revitalized with like an R&B singers started coming in. If you remember, um, people like Luther Vandross came in, yes. became yes. a huge hit, super uh, incredible singer, probably one of the best ever. Uh, Dionne Warwick was was in there with, a, with a, some hits. Um, you had Air Supply come in, all melody. Yes. Um, Holy Notes, all melody. You know, and then Melody kind of came back again. Right. Um, Phil Collins, mm -hmm. you know, Genesis, those guys. They were able to kind of like take this uh, this whole rock thing and then bring Melody back into it again. True. You know, and, True. And, and, and that's for a lot of the 80s. That's what was actually out there. You had Don Henley. You had the Eagles. Right. Um, sort of well, later in the 90s, they made their sort of their comeback. But the Eagles, you know, people forget that the Eagles broke up in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but then they were huge in the 80s, right? Without ever touring or putting a record together, then they weren't even talking. Mm -hmm. Why? Because classic radio started around the 70s, right? And they started playing these classic songs. And then, you know, and I used to hear it all the time, you know, um, Eagle songs. So, anyway, that brings us to the 80s. Go ahead, George. Albert. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I, I haven't gotten into my reason yet. Oh, okay. Not yet. <laughs> I was waiting for the reason. I'm, I'm really, there's a point it. in here somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, and, and I, I agree with you because, I mean, in the 80s, you had that huge explosion of melody. You had the Whitney Houstons. You had had all these people, especially toward, you know, to mid to late 80s. Also, was what synthesizers were also. Yeah, synthesizers, electronics. And but then that, that was the era of like the big one hit wonders, right? It was a lot right. of one hit wonders there who were very melodic, very extremely right, melodic. Yeah. A lot of their, which I, I mean, sometimes I, and, and honestly, they you know, I, I there are some of those songs that I like. I that, love you know, those they're very they're very melodically they're catchy. They yeah. have a hook and you could see why they're, they're yeah. it was a hit at that time. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, I no I agree and, that it was yeah. And, and the melodies are really important because uh, you know, it's not just like I I think of a song like um Take on Me right by Aha, right, which mm -hmm. was a huge hit. Right. Um very melodic song. Right. Um but when you break down that song, and I think George and I, we've talked about this, where you hear that acoustic version of that song when they sing it stripped down and you hear the lyrics, yes. man, those lyrics are heart wrenching. I was Absolutely. like, I had no idea what this, what the song was really about. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I mean, because it was a really well written song Yes. and it had this pop element to it. But a lot of the, a, a great song when you strip it down is a great song. Absolutely. You know, it Absolutely. doesn't matter if you have all the, the 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 pop stuff to it. If you take any the police songs and you break those songs down. Roxanne, there was a Roxanne. version of Roxanne with just a piano. 
beautiful. Yeah. Uh, you you, you yeah. realize how beautiful the chords are of that yeah, song. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And the melody God. line is, yes. is just so 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 glorious. So here's here's what I'm gonna say. In the mid um, 80s, although it was there in the 70s too, but it was uh, rap came in. Right. So late 70s, early 80s. I the first time I remember hearing rap was probably closer to the mid 80s. I probably was a 14 years old or something. You know, mm -hmm. when I first heard, maybe maybe younger. No, I was uh, yeah, I was younger, maybe about 12. I remember the first time I heard somebody go, yeah, come on, you know, right, the, the, right. The, whatever the, right. the, the rap thing. And I loved it. You know I mean? It was new. It was different. It was, um, it had a, it had a good beat to it, you know, but it was strictly for me, the club, it was strictly dancing. It sure. was for break dancing. It was for, for that era. It wasn't for me to go and listen to try to learn how to do it. Right. Like I never listened to a rapper thinking I want to be a rapper, right. right? So as soon as money, and it's always money, unfortunately, right? I mean, record companies and they need to survive. They want to survive and they want to, you know, take people's money. Um, so they have to get as much money as you, as they possibly can with whatever is hot at the moment. We talk about it today like it's a new thing. No, no, no. That's been going on mm -hmm. for a long time, true, you know? Um, when there's money to be made, people will come and try to make money. So hip hop suddenly now run DMC is here, right? They kind of took it to the rock star level. They hooked up with uh, Errol Smith. Then you had LL Cool J come in. Then you had Houdini and you had all these other hip hop guys suddenly have pop hits. Right. True. Hits that are on the, the charts. Yes. Charting top yeah. pop records right. with absolutely no melody in the vocals. True. Very little melody. I shouldn't say no melody because obviously there's, not, it's not all monotone, but a lot of it is really just saying words really emphatically, right? Yes, it's but like they were, they, they, and that's the way it is. Right. Well, you're there's talking, no, but you're talking vocally because a lot of those records did have melodies, melodies in the background. In the but background. I'm talking about you're talking about the part that we remember. Right. Right. Like this, this conversation started because we were. We were Friday night, it was late. Mm -hmm. I was walking mm -hmm. home. We got down to the main I was yes, dreaming yes, of yes. the night. Right. Right. I mean, what a run, what a run, a vocal run. Right. And I'm thinking, well, we don't, that's, that's a run that you don't really hear anymore. You don't hear no, runs like no, that you, anymore. You never you know? hear that. You can, yeah. You don't hear those anymore. So, and that's what started the conversation because, you know, it's like that. And that's the that's way, way it is. is. Right. You know, and then uh, all the other songs, all the other songs, you know, because they had some good songs. I love that song, you know, I mean, and I love Run DMC, you right. know, uh, but something happened, in my opinion, with also dance music. If you remember dance, uh, uh, Lisa, Lisa, Cult Jam, Noel, uh, Coral. That that was uh, uh, freestyle. freestyle came yeah, freestyle. Um and when when freestyle music also came out, it was they had melody, but then they they did away with the music. They did away with the instruments. Correct. Everything with keyboards and a yes. drum machine. Yes. Right. Yes. And so there was this separation happening, where you had punk singing, you know, much more straight. Mm -hmm. You know, the overall punk. I don't mean like the police. I mean because you know we we talk about the police as as uh they're part of the punk scene yeah they were there but that, that's the police 
<laughs> they're like legends you know what yes. i mean they, they did yes. something that was way beyond what was there i'm talking about the 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 mortals that were in that in that scene even the ramones were fantastic you know what i mean we're talking about the overall uh scene where you didn't need a, a great vocal mm -hmm. um rap you don't need a great vocal right um the the synth music with the the, the freestyle music you didn't need a great vocal true you see what you see the pattern yes yes so yes. now we got the 80s you don't need a great vocal to do what to sell a lot oh yeah yeah well the, the, now people That's it was incredible. it became easier right to sell a lot of records without having to actually be as creative let's say i mean i'm that was creativity but not as creative yeah as these people were who preceded you who actually had to sit down and write melod you know melody lines and riffs and all these types and, of things yeah and it's competition too yes you know competition yes, was much more fierce i mean absolutely you know the beatles and the stones they they talk about this in a lot of interviews that i've seen between them people think that they were rivals or something they were not rivals at all they were actually really good friends they used to hang mm -hmm. out and everything mm -hmm. they would call each other to find out who when they're releasing an album and then the stones will release an album right after that you know right. they'll give them like a, a week or or vice versa. Now the Stones did take a lot of ideas that the Beatles were were putting out, and then they would kind of put out similar, you know, the Sgt. Pepper and their Exile album and, and things like that were kind of similar in the uh, in how they looked and everything. Um, but again, it was not any different than um, what's that uh, the the her uh, hermit um, um, hermit Herman's hermits Herman's hermits yeah. Um, you know they had a bunch of hits and they were kind of in that you know in that uh, realm uh um what is the other guy um um every needs a and the oh the mamas and the papas. <laughs> mamas and the papas oh, yeah. so they were all in this kind of uh, uh you know bubble mm -hmm. and they were all competing with one another yes so if you hear a, a beatles record and you and you're in the scene and you're coming up with stuff you're like Oh man. If you hear Crosby Stills and Nash and their harmonies, the Eagles are like the Eagles. Forget uh -oh. about it. Yeah. Yes. We better we better work our asses off. So Absolutely. people get out there and they bust their asses. Yes. And then and then it became a little easier and you didn't mm -hmm. have to bust your ass anymore. Right. Correct. All you had to do was get a break. Yes. You know, get a break. All you do is get a lucky break and get in the door, and then you're good to go. You know, and that that became for me the 80s um melody came in and was saved a little bit in my opinion by r b mm -hmm. whitney houston right luther andros um you know those those cats and um and some of the rock bands you know right. you had like the ones that that the, the hair bands and again i hate calling them that what do you call them 80s bands so we don't call uh, them yeah bands. 80s yeah this yeah. 80s rock bands i would say like bon jovi mm-hmm great voice you yes. know i mean john's got one of the great voices of, of, of all time rock you know rock um you had motley crew you had these were bands that were very successful at that point that had a lot of melody mm -hmm. in their in their songs so yep. you had what's the other one uh, poison poison people and, make yeah. fun of poison but great great freaking singer man you yes. know what I mean? and, yes. and CC was a great guitar player. Yes. You know what I mean? These were these were really legitimate musicians, you know what I mean? 
Um, and then there was a lot of other stuff thrown in there that kind of just did what everybody else was doing, which is what happens in the 50s, happened in the 60s, happened in the 70s, happened in the 80s. You can always find what's the biggest band, and you'll find five or six bands that were trying to go that route. Well, remember, remember the boy bands, right? The boy, it happened with the boy right. bands, and you know, band, they, yeah. And it all of a sudden there was a whole. Yeah. Then it was we're in the eighties, right? It was Debbie Gibson, right? Was the, was the teen was the teen idol at that time? Then all of a sudden there was Tiffany, and then right. there was another one, and you yeah. know, and all of a sudden yeah. you know, so and yeah. and you also had like the boy bands, for instance. Well, that's been going on since the doo-wop. True. Right? I mean, the, True. the Temptations, the Four Tops, the right. you know, what I mean? the, the 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 Fifth Dimension. They all had those kinds of uh, boy band kind it's of new edition. <laughs> yeah, and then new edition, edition. in the yes. in the eighties. Um, I saw new edition live when I was in the Bronx. Um, bright, literally, brand new. I mean, they were like super kids, and they were you know who they were playing with? Who? Run DMC. <laughs> nice they were like and wow. brand new brand new it was like it was like run dmc and you know we heard that whole it's like that and that's the way in jazz right. you know jazzy uh um what's his name uh oh man um forgot his name okay he passed away unfortunately um dj jazzy no not, not jazzy jeff jazzy jeff that's uh, fresh prince, <laughs> fresh prince. <laughs> anyway um we'll get his name if anybody remembers his name remembers run dmc's um is amazing uh, uh dj anyway th then um new edition came in mm -hmm. and they sang a you know um popcorn love yeah and they sang is this the end <laughs> um so people you know they, they they had a good impact you know mm -hmm. so this was every single time you'll have it it's the same thing that happened we can go into the 80s yeah we have the, the 80s bands with a lot of hair you're gonna get a bunch of them the hip hop came in. You're gonna get a bunch of hip hop right. guys doing the same thing. Right. '90s grunge came in. Nirvana came in. Seattle blew up. Yep. All the bands that were out there, you know, starting from That's like right. the Mother Mudbone, mud right? That was yeah. the original thing that kind of started it. Yep. And out of that came Pearl yeah. Jam. Pearl Jam, Soundgarden. Soundgarden. Yeah. All um, these guys. Yep. Yeah, all those guys. So, um, and then we had the '90s, right? So, my point, that, and the reason we're saying the destruction of melody is because even if we look at all those bands and that progression, you can see that melody was not the focal point Correct. of any of those groups. Correct. You know what I mean? It yeah. really was not. I mean, great voices, great songs, great talent, but there was something that was, that was lost with, unfortunately with rock and roll, which was jazz like actual melodies, you know, um, mm -hmm. not the regular pentatonic scale that we all know, which, mm -hmm. is, which is what most music is, which is based out of the blues scale, right? Which is mm -hmm. just a, the, a minor blues scale, which is everything that we listen to. Right. That was the only thing that was, that came, that continued. Yep. All these right. other um, music, musical scales and modes that were in jazz and, and, that were just as beautiful are, are, are not there. You know, you have to go search for it, you know, Correct. So Correct. the destruction of melody. It's, it's the, I'm, I'm looking at it as not only the destruction of, of melody as like someone did that on purpose, but I'm saying that it's the evolution 
of people and the actual industry growing to the point where you didn't need to have that level of incredibleness mm -hmm. you know, in order to continue. Right. Um, Count Basie, Miles Davis, those guys were legends and today are still considered ju just as legendary right. as they were right. when they were alive. And um, that, that to me be, is, is, was where I think the destruction happened. It happened in the sense that it was not intentional. Maybe to some degree, there's some stuff there. Some people that are purposely, if you look at the big picture, I'm not going to get into anything. But if you look at the big picture and stuff. But generally, people were being motivated mm -hmm. to play by the bands that were coming up. Yes, yes. And if the quality is just... If, if you had the Beatles quality all the way through the 70s, you'd have a lot better songs. Of course. Right? If you had Led Zeppelin, if you had, uh, you know, all these other, all these uh, very melodic, uh, moody, not the moody blues. Um, what's the other? I always confuse the moody blues with um, Pink Floyd. <laughs> um, with, you know, Pink Floyd, you know, very, oh, and Queen. Oh, of oh, course. Yeah. You can't so forget Queen. Freddie, Freddie, is for me the greatest singer in in rock and roll the, the greatest front man in rock and roll i mean nobody can tell me that there's someone that's a better front man than Freddie. they can say maybe a quilt you know maybe you could say mick jagger um uh, maybe you could say robert plant you know you can throw these names out there but as far as a showman vocal abilities he had them both that was the he difference had them both yes and an incredible songwriter. Yes. A great pianist. A great, he had a great pianist. How do you know, Joe? I didn't. He was visiting once um, <laughs> the Bronx. Um, great guitar player. He played the guitar. A lot of people mm -hmm. don't realize he also yeah. played guitar. And his vocal range. Right. His vocal range was sick. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It was just unbelievable. So, I mean, for me, I don't, I can't imagine anyone else that could rival. Uh, him as far as being a front man, having the things that we're talking about right now, incredible vocal ability, skills, right? Vocal mm -hmm. talent, mm -hmm. incredible songs, right? Incredible melodies. Yes. yes. I paid my dues. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not going to beat that. You know right. what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. Bohemian and, and in the harmonies that they put together, the whole yeah. group. Mm -hmm. you know? um, I mean, but Queen for me, those guys, were melody. Those right. guys were melodic. The solos were melodic. Everything was not, you know, this is why, and we, we should, I'm going to get into one. Yeah, I was going to say, we're going to get the article. Yep. Yeah, I forgot about the article. Hello? <laughs> but th these Thursday shows, by by the way, if anybody's still, you know, if you're out there, they go a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> because it's really our passion and we kind of Just like want to break, yeah, we want to break things down um, as much as we possibly can while we have the time here. Um, but the, what was I talking about? What was the last thing I said? You were talking about queen was melody. What was my idea? Um, <laughs> what was my idea? Um, yeah, melody, yeah, queen melody, those guys. Oh yeah. So it's one of the reasons why when you go to Spotify or when you go to any of these platforms, those bands are still top. Correct. They're still streaming by the billions you know what Correct. i mean by the billions yes they're streaming you know what i mean they're just like at that good so 
Um, I mean, you can add what you want to add, and I'm going to go talk about uh, this. No, I mean, you make you make some good points there. If I keep my hat on, nobody will notice it. I know you have a good point. Go ahead. No <laughs> joke. Okay. You got to say, um, like, hey, you have a good point there. Oh. If you leave your hat on, nobody will notice it. Okay, I get it. That's an Anyhow. old dad. That's no dad joke. Ever. Oh, God. Because you know why? Because I'm an old dad. Yes, you are. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I mean, you, you do make some valid points. You, you definitely do make some valid points on that. Um, I mean, there's not really much I can say about it because you, well, yeah. Yeah. And I have, I have one more was the, um, how people are learning is really changing. You, you know, there's very few channels on YouTube that will not only, I think Rick Beato is one of them. He's an actual educator. Yes. You know what I mean? Rick Beato is an, is a guy who's going to break down songs and and show you why it works. Right. What makes the song great, right? His his whole his yep. his, uh, his piece that he does. That's an that that you man, man, can you imagine if we had this when we were young? Oh, we had Rick Beato, you know it. what I mean? Um but the internet could also be a real cheating thing. You know, it teach you how to get on TikTok and how to have a a ten, you know a two minute song that was going to make you a viral and make you rich yeah. it's going to have guys just show you the chords and teach you how to play guitar at the learn how to play guitar. so you're learning how to play by the person that's teaching you you know teachers are important but how did we learn how to play we learned how to play because we were inspired by the actual musicians correct so correct. why is it that we have a tremendous amount of guitar players i i can right now put on in, into any platform and type in 10 year old guitar player and we're going to see the most incredible we're going to see 10 year olds doing eruption mm -hmm. van halen's eruption note mm -hmm. for note without missing anything because it's being taught that way so where the the creativity that they that was that was originally there that was just innate in the, mm -hmm. in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s mm -hmm. now it's being watered down because we have all these great songs right that are still getting airplay but then everyone is learning how to play those great songs by watching videos. Correct. So, and they're being, not only are they watching videos, do I think it's good? I think it, it, in the long run, it's good because I think more people playing music is a good thing. Mm -hmm. And if right. you're learning how to play music and if you're, if you're, if you want to play music, please play music that you, you're really our only hope you out there that's thinking of playing music, play music. Learn to play. Doesn't matter your age. Doesn't matter what instrument you want to play. There's enough out there where you can learn how to play. That that to me is more important than anything else. Right. Know? I agree. But the, the the creative portion of it also you have to learn how to disconnect from what you're learning there to then what you're listening to yourself that inspires you so you can create your own creativity that's right. brand new that's not so influenced Correct. by what you're seeing the guy playing on YouTube. And that's 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 part of the trap, kind of, you know, you know, where and I talked about it before where musicians sometimes get into when they're starting to play where they want to play their favorite songs, right? I was guilty of right, this. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to play my favorite songs on the drums and even on the guitar. Tell through it, the tulips, I think that was your first. Yeah, exactly, right. Yeah. And and I, I wanted to play I wanted to play these songs and it's fine when you're learning how to play the song because yeah, you learn a new chord, you learn, you know, blah, blah, that type of thing. You learn how the song is constructed, but then that the the point of that is to take what you've learned and apply it to your own creativity. 
Yeah, and I've come up with something that's right. No and I hurt. think I think at, as an art that is lost now nowadays. It's it's. I don't think it's lost. I think it's it's been diminished. Well, it's been it's hard to find. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to because, it's like. But it's out there because I've I've had I've I follow it, some incredible. But that's the problem. But that's the problem. It's out right. there, but you have to go out and go and through all it. this to get it. Where in the seventy, in yeah. the seventies, it. Everything was out there, right? right? Everything. I mean, granted, it was radio, no internet, and all that stuff. But I mean, you turn on the radio, again, you had Zeppelin, Eagles, Clapton. You had all these people, one right after the other. You heard hey, every Matt. every single one of them was, which was incredible, right? Now it's very few and far between that you have those really good. I mean, again, there are people today that are that are have great melodies, like the the Adels of the world. Yeah, I was okay. gonna say Adele. I was gonna say Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga, right? Even the, Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars and what's her name? Uh, Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. You know, brilliant, and they're they're great uh, singers. Sound legend, right? But again, to me, there's it. There's in between, for every Adele, there's twenty artists that are not melodic. Right. In my opinion. Right. Well, okay. when, when you look at the top 40, if you go right now and just look at the top four, or not, yeah. not even look at them, look at the top 10. Yeah. You know, you're not going to see a lot. There's of, not because uh, everything uh, is, yeah. everything is this. Right. Everything is just straight across. Yeah. I mean, hip hop know. is generally the beat, some melody. Ah, that's actually too good. Right. Um, And then, and then, you know then it's, it's just it's spoken word is what it is right I mean, but hip-hop used to, but hip-hop was based off of hip-hop you know, like right like will smith talked about it like will the the whole essence of hip-hop going way back was the point of taking a good song and and putting lyrics or putting your your hip-hop lyrics over that right or or sampling a good melody from an old song Right. And and putting your stuff over it, but right. they're not do, they're not even doing that now. Right. I don't I don't hear much of that now. Yeah, I mean, like I can't even speak to it too much because I don't even listen to top forty radio. <laughs> like I don't even, you know, I listen to what what um because on the um you know I'm I'm on in social media a lot. A lot of the stuff comes to me because I get yep. it through the social media channels. So I'll hear stuff that's coming out, you know, and things that are new and stuff like that. But overall, you know, the 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 melodic push, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's not pushed. No, you know, we were no. just talking about David David Foster right before we uh, we went on the air. I mean, right. this guy is a melody machine. Yes, right. He yes. is a melody machine. He is not going to mess around right. with the. Uh, with what's you know with the um, trap music or hip-hop music or stuff like that not because there's anything wrong with hip-hop music hip-hop music is humongous it is worldwide of it is course. massive and i'm happy that it is that it's yes. very successful you know we're looking at it as um the melodies that are put out the melodies you know that we grew up with the right. the idea of that you can take that those seven notes and create something that to the ear makes you feel something, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but something special. Yes. 
That yes. is 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 what I haven't in a very very long time. I mean, I've heard some bands here. There's a band I told you about out of Nashville called The Woods, which mm -hmm. I really love. Um, very melodic and incredible harmonies. You know, um, just incredible. I haven't seen them live yet, but they play here live. So I've been. They do. <laughs> funny enough, every Tuesday night at seven o'clock, <laughs> Nashville is uh, Eastern time. They do a uh, a live. Okay. When they play live, like cool. uh, on the on the thing and. They're fantastic. So they are, and I've seen a, a few others that have tremendous melodies, you know. Uh, but again, it's not pushed. It's not mainstream. It's not fully out there, you know. I mean, we do have Ed Sheeran, who I think is a great voice and melodic, and Adele, and you know, the, and Lady Gaga, um, Bruno Mars. So it's not like we're saying it's hopeless, but we're just looking at some of the 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 songs that the Eagles put out in the seventies, and the and and. And uh, and uh, and Queen, uh, and the Stones, and not even so much the Stones because the Stones were more of a blues band, really. Right. But uh, Zeppelin and all those bands, the Beatles, and com in comparison to what we're doing today, it just seems do you very. very do you, but do you think like okay, so you you look at people like Adele and and these people that you named today, the Bruno Marses of the Bruno Mars is a little bit different because he's one of the only people, in my opinion, today. That is as close to um, what what Don't the no 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 that is as close to what those bands were back then. Right, he's kind of brought back. He's brought that back because that if you listen to his music again, he can go from one extreme to the other. Right, right. He's got a good voice. He's talented. He could sing. Yeah, I mean, dance. one of his one of his songs could sound like the Police, and the other one could sound like some other hip hop thing, right. and then one right. can sound like a pop thing. And right. you know, he can go from one extreme. I mean, to he's the a other. music machine. I mean, he's been correct. doing that for a long time. You know. No, I, no, correct. And he's extremely talented. I mean, he plays most of the instruments on, on right. his albums and stuff like that. But he's one of the only guys that does that. But when you look at melody today, and even when I listen to Adele, who's her singing is just off the charts. I love it. Right. But even her songs, I, you know, and, and I'm going to be very honest. Okay. Even her songs don't move me like the Eagles moved me. Mm. Well, I have to disagree on a few things because Adele has that song called, um, uh, when we were young. Yes. <sighs> Actually, I'll even go even further than that. That song, every time I hear it, it's amazing. I live in for and a guy that you like, a guy that you like that does absolutely nothing for me. <laughs> nothing. Okay. What? John Legend. Oh, John Legend. Okay. Okay. Great melodies. Great musician. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Ordinary but, People is like a very, very melodic song. No, I know that, but does nothing yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I it's also me, not the genre that you actually would, yeah, but it's not to. even that. If I hear a song that hits me, like I like, like I want a song to hit me here. So, I want a give song me a that song right now that would hit you. Name one song, it doesn't matter when it came out, it can be an old song from Tiny Tim to today. <laughs> any Anyone in between that when you heard it was like, whoa, I'm too sexy for my shirt. Ah, <laughs> uh, I knew it. <laughs> See? No. Okay. Um, I mean, I, there's so many of them. There's there's so many I can name, but uh, just off the top of my head, most of most of the Eagle songs. Okay. Um, uh, what the one I'm thinking of is um, um, every time I try to walk away, 
kills me. Yeah. That song, the Great melody song. line on that song kills me. Steely Dan. Steely Dan songs because their songs go into like now their songs go into jazz and and their their songs is a mixture of like R and B jazz and funk. Okay. is asking Barry Manilow. Bar, Bar, let me tell you something. Yeah, Barry I, Manilow. I don't I don't I don't hide it anymore. No, Barry Man Barry, <laughs> Barry Manilow songs will make me weep. I'm telling you, the, his it's his ballads. Incredible song. Matter of fact, now. I, showed, I showed Jordan not long ago. Um, baby, na na na. What's that song? Could this be the magic? Is it? Yes. Starts with the piano. Starts with that piano. The melody on that is incredible. See that song. That song I can listen to. It'll melt me. Even Mandy is a is a great. Yes, but this even. But again, this the my point is that the songs today an Adele is is an amazing song. A song you know singer, John Legend. Sorry, you know, but. For some reason, their songs don't go deep enough, right? For me, melodically, yeah. I know you like it deep, so <laughs> what that's what you're basically saying here. That's what you're confessing. Listen, you, um, but, <laughs> so but just going back to like, uh, um, I wasn't the one who was looking at Freddie's uh, you know, penis. <laughs> Freddie Mercury. A lot coming out today in this. In this <laughs> anyway, go ahead. What were you saying? No, no, but like for instance, like you were saying, the Eagles, right? You know, and yeah, the, but, but that is part of what we were talking about. It's part of the the fact that every, almost every single person that every group that you mentioned, none of it was in the last like ten years. Well, that's the issue. Isn't it? I mean, <laughs> so, that's that's the problem. So the point, yeah. The point <laughs> is that's that yeah that is the issue. So I mean, we are actually talking about the fact that the melodies that were created back. 40 50 years ago still hold today we, which again is the testament to the fact that spotify streams 70 percent of it is old music old music being songs that are over 30 years old yeah right um that's where spotify makes most of their money yes. why do you think these legendary artists are selling their catalog if the music industry had no use for them because it wasn't going to make any money with somebody they wouldn't they would push them aside because that's what right. they do that's what they right. do right but no they they got paul simon's catalog i can't remember who else but they got a bunch of these catalogs that people sold and they got almost a billion dollars for these things you know half a yeah. billion dollars whatever it was totally totally makes sense because melody no matter what comes through down the pop pipe down the pipe line is always going to be the key thing Yes. Melody is always going to capture people. So songs, you know, the piano man is always going to capture people. The Eagles, you know, and I can't tell you what. That's what? always going to be good. Yes. That's always yes. going to be good. Um, Stairway to Heaven and, and those bands. And so currently this melody is being suppressed to some degree unless yes. you go and search for it. Correct. It's it's been already established what good melody is because the the the, the testament is the fact that they're still selling a, a billions of streams of these old old uh, um, these old artists you know older artists and people are buying their catalog so it's the industry really mm -hmm. and it's the, and what we talked about I think uh, before about about artists not being developed remember 
artist yeah. developments back right. in the old days. Yeah, A and R and all that. Yeah, A and R and stuff. You know, that's not really a thing anymore. Now people go to TikTok and see who's getting the most streams and contact that person and give them a deal, squeeze out as much from them as they can. Because remember, sometimes they didn't put a they didn't put the work in. Right. They didn't put the, the that legwork in. They only put in whatever it took to create that TikTok with that song. And maybe they do have it. Not all of them are, are just a one hit, you know. But my point is that they didn't put in the work, you know. And because of that, I think it, it changes how we perceive what new melodies are, what, what it should be. Right. But and just a, a, another point that I just I was thinking that I've actually thought about before. So when you look at these older artists, all right, who are really, there are artists out there right now that are, that, you know, we've talked about that are back there who still put out albums and oh, nobody yeah. hears them, right? right? Because they're not played because right. me, right. They're not they in, in, when you look at society and when you look at, uh, you know, the top 10, they're not relevant, right? right. But they're, you know, the the Madonnas of the world and the Billy Joel's of the, you know, that's not all, not all of them are putting out albums, but some of those people are, right? They're, but like, for instance, like Billy Joel hasn't put out a new music in, in twenty something years, right, right? Correct, correct. Um, maybe longer than that. But the reason that they're not relevant, what you were saying right there, mm -hmm. is because of age. Yes. No, I agree. Because of, because of because this is a meat because they're not planet. because they're People not care they're about not gonna, what they're not going to appeal to the right. the 20 the 20 year right. old but that's, which, that's the mistake right but they, but but here's my thing though they don't they may not appeal to them right because they're old but there's their music is obviously still appealing correct their older music is still correct. appealing i think that the record labels are just not marketing like i'll give you an example is david crosby right david crosby put out a record in 2020 or something which i burned <laughs> i played it you know, burn is uh, on stream anyway. Um, I played it over and over. And when you talk about melody, mm -hmm. David Crosby, what? Mm -hmm. He's incredible, right. incredible. And this record that he just did, he just did it. It's brand new. It is amazing. The melodies that he puts out and his, his vocal performance on this on this record. Who heard it? Yeah, it wasn't on radio, right. but. You know, David Crosby's in you know in his seventies, and um, still can perform. He's probably closer to eighty now, but right. um, you know that's my point. But again, the Rolling Stones are out there; they're still filling up stadiums. Yes, filling up stadiums, but they're not putting out new. They're stuff. not putting out. New, they they do put out new stuff. They just had a new record out. Well, but it's not mainstream. It's not, it's not mainstream, right, right? Right. It's not mainstream. You know, they 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 put out almost. They put out records consistently. They've been putting out records almost every other well, because year. They, but they're going to appeal to the people who... To that who, audience. To that audience. They have that such was, a loyal fan base. Exactly. But exactly. Peop, young people go to these concerts because the Rolling Stones are a, a marketing machine as well. That and tongue... generational yes. Is, is for, you know, the, the same thing with... Um, um, I mean, I think John Mayer joining the Dead with the Dead yeah. & Company, I think also helped the Dead with new fans because people that like sure. John Mayer. Exactly. But even if the, the dead was still going out without John Mayer, they're still filling up places. Of people course, want to see course. that. Why? Because the Grateful Dead, the whole image of it, it's uh it's it's in it's in our culture. You know, it's it's right. deep into our our everyday understanding of music. You know, but do you think that the artists of today or of the last 10 years 
moving forward in time do you think like when 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 those those older artists the madonnas and the grateful Dead and those guys are long since gone do you think these artists are going to have the same longevity that those artists have musically not all of them but i think some will some will. but it's going to be a, a lot smaller percentage i think adele will i don't know i don't know about the band right i don't know if the band is going to be you know i mean i don't know yeah, if yeah. in if in 30 years if people are going to look back and listen to coldplay in the same way that we listen to queen or you too or you too you know what i mean uh well you too i think you too was sort of the 70s 80s i mean i would yeah. put them you yeah, know but they're they're still out they're there. still they're still out there yeah um but, but, but what i'm saying is the current bands of today are they yeah. going to be looked at is what you're saying right 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 Which I, I or bands or just artists in general i think bruno mars will be lady gaga will be looked at that way um how remember time is the is the key thing right like back you know back in, the, in let's say mid 70s and these records come out we don't know if people back then were like oh my god this is so terrible i mean nobody's going to pay attention to these they didn't, they didn't have a podcast so we don't know but <laughs> i'm sure radio stations and, and people were having conversations about how horrible they hated what was happening in the 70s you know well, true. And I mean, they, came, right that frank was sinatra, they, they would ask frank sinatra that and right. he was like he and his his response was I can't even understand what these what they're saying. What they're saying. He goes right. maybe if they were to kind of enunciate more right. when they when they sing I would be more right. interested in it. Right. You know? Exactly. So every generation has that, but I mean, yes. but we're going back and we're still talking about Sinatra today. Correct. One of the greatest, right? Yes. Uh, if not the greatest, well, definitely the greatest in that genre. Yes. But he's also influenced a lot of people. But can we say that he's influenced? artists of today i would say no well the 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 only people he would have influenced who are even michael buble and uh yeah michael buble and harry connick jr and harry connick jr yeah and harry connick i mean they've was in the been around for a while already right but, i was gonna say and, and harry came from his dad who was a legend yes, himself yes, correct, so correct he was already in you know what i mean so really it's only michael buble there's that guy michael fine uh uh, Feinstein, Michael Feinstein. Feinstein. Yeah. 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 Also, yeah. he's fantastic. They're all mm -hmm. fantastic, but very, very few people are influenced directly where, that are on pop, you know, doing True. it in pop radio from Sinatra. You know, right. let me let me get to this. Art. I'm sorry. Yeah, get, get to the art. Or like listening we're, to we're, we're an hour in. I'm sorry, everyone. I apologize. Damn, all right. So I want to just the 20, uh, the top 20 catchiest songs according to what they call science. So we all know how that goes but yeah this is a year-long survey and it was uh put i'm gonna move my camera here for a second because i'm having trouble seeing uh the screen so everybody's gonna get dizzy just for a second um uh, museum of science and the <laughs> industry in manchester <laughs> how's that did i mess it up it was a hat <laughs> hold on one second let me see what i look like now all right, that's good. All right, so so this article, which was um, written by Michelle Starr, it's an old article, so it's not new, but it's um, new new enough for me to 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 be interested about it. Newish, and it, it's actually good because it's coming into like I think the last ten years. I, I I can't even count because the internet took over everything. Right. So I'm, I'm. This is like from 2014. So I picked this one because 2014 was sort of like 
the beginning, you know, we, we had the internet and everything and, and it was still kind of like still, but I think now it's a, a little bit different. We didn't have TikTok and right. we didn't have Instagram, you know what I mean? Um, so here are some of the songs, these are the, the, the full list of the, um, of the catchiest, the 20 catchiest songs of all time. Now this was based on this survey that was done by this, uh, uh, university. I was say, what's the science behind that? Well, the science behind it is that they took the chord structures, the melodies, they combined them, right? Okay. And they they extracted what are the similarities between these songs as far as the, the length, the, the, how long the songs are, okay. how uh, the key of the song, the the melody lines of the song, okay. and, and how they match up to one another. So they did this for a year. Okay. You know, um, and it was at the, uh, the Museum of Science and Industry okay. in Manchester, UK. Um, so it was uh, it was called Hooked on Music. This is what that thing was called, mm -hmm. which contained clips from 1,000 hit songs from the past 70 years. So okay. it's got a good good thing. So here's what uh, the number. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start at the bottom because uh, number one will just piss everybody off. Um, so number 20 is Candle in the Wind. Great song. Mm -hmm. Great. Elton John. Um, number two is Rivers of Babylon, Boney M. Do you know who that is? I don't recognize it. I don't either. Um, Devil in Disguise by Elvis Presley. Okay. Uh, Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. Really? I do, yeah, I do like Britney, though. I know that people think I'm crazy, but I think I like her more now than I did back then. Um, she just recorded with Elton John a really great track, by the way. Um, really, really good song. Um, Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. <laughs> I remember that one. Michael Jackson's Billie Jean makes sense. Okay. Um, Backman Turner over Overdrive. Uh, you ain't seen nothing yet. Okay. I don't even, I don't even know that. Um, Elvis Presley. It's now or never. Hmm. Hanson Mbop. Um. Lady Gaga, Poker Face, Aerosmith, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, The Human League, Don't You Want Me. Remember that? Yes, I do. I used to have that record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that 12-inch. <laughs> uh, Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You, of course. Yes. Great, great song. Michael Jackson, Beat It. Roy Orbison, Pretty Woman. ABBA, SOS. Lady Gaga, Just Dance. Survivor. Eye of the Tiger, Lou Bega, uh, Lou Bega, Bega, Mambo Number Five. Mambo. Oh, oh, oh! You gotta be kidding me! I know and, that song. And number one. Wait, wait! That was number two. That was number two. Number one, Spice Girls, Wannabe. Okay, you know what? This is over. So, this is the this is the this is the problem that we're having. No, no. That this there is no. There's no order to this. The, the reason I wanted to bring this up was because it made no sense to me. You know what I mean? It made no sense to me. And um, now, again, this didn't say that it was the best songs. It said it was the catchiest songs. Right? So, you know, people can walk around and say, you what I want, what I really, really want. Right? Uh, the eye of the tiger. Right? People can, you can hear people say that. Just beat it. Just beat it. You know? Um, it's part of our culture, so to speak. 
poker face, Mbop has become a thing. People talk about it. But catchiest songs, per this science, the Museum of Science and Industry in Manchester has come up with that. Now, I know. <laughs> so just like. I'm like speechless. I know. I know. It, 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 is, it doesn't make any. Uh, produced by. Um, BTM. Randy, Randy Bachman. Bachman produced Lindsay. Lindsay oh, Bachman. okay. Okay. And um, that's my favorite Sinatra song. song. Nobody, nobody yeah. cares. Great song. Nobody cares. Um, all right. So <clears throat> this next thing that I'm gonna read. Uh, this is a an update. This this is why this is such a this is such a thing that I wanted to show. You know, like the twenty, what they with per their science. I don't know anyone else. I was trying to find somebody else who was doing something like this. And this place, they did it. They did a whole year study, um, seventy years of music. They did it. You know, whichever you know, you can read the article and go into more specifics of what they they how they actually did it. But this is what they came up with, right? And and so I took that with a grain of salt, and I'm just like, all right, that's what mm -hmm. they came up with. So now. Here are the 2022 update of the most covered pop songs and artists of all time. Okay, okay. so I'm going to go down the list. So I'll start with the number 10. Um, David Bowie. His Space Odyssey song was covered over 263 times. Talk, say something. Something in the way. Something in the way. <laughs> That's a great song right there. Yes, it is. Um, Paul Simon, Bridge Over Troubled Water, covered 584 times. Wow. And when, when I get to the top of this list, I want you to tell me what's what what's in common. Okay. Paul Simon, I mentioned. Uh, Carol King, You've Got a Friend, covered 388 times. Hank Williams. I'm so lonely I could cry. Remember that song? Yes. Great song. Over 306 times covered. Mick Jagger, I can't get no satisfaction. Covered 351 times. Keith Richards, I can't get no satisfaction. He's the uh, same yeah, thing because they yeah, both yeah. wrote that song. Um, Stevie Wonder, I can't get no satisfaction. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Stevie, <laughs> <laughs> Stevie Wonder, you are my sunshine. I had no idea that would even, that was even that. He has so many other amazing. I know, I know, I know. Like Rainbow in the Sky, I thought would be yes, would be ribbon in the sky, ribbon in the sky, and I like the rainbow too. <laughs> Ribbons and rainbows in the sky. The he wrote that later. Um, Skittles. Yeah, <laughs> Skittles. <laughs> um, um, yeah. You are my sunshine. Covered over three hundred and ten times. Um, number three is Bob Dylan, Blowing in the Wind, uh, close to 400 cover uh, versions. Um, Paul McCartney is number two, which makes sense. Um, um, top solo song. Oh, yeah, Paul McCartney. I didn't give a song, actually. That's weird. Um, and then John Lennon is number one. Imagine, covered over 500 times. Wow. I think Paul McCartney is here, and I think they they this article must have been because yesterday, I know it's one of the most covered songs of all time. Yes, yeah. I can so, see that. Um, but um, there's a lot of other. So anyway, what 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 is that list of the top ten most covered artists of all time have in common? 
they're all probably over 60. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely are over 60. You know, um, I think uh, I think David's no longer David Boy's no longer with yeah, us. Yeah, William's right. no longer with us, um, and John Lennon is no longer with us. But as far as everyone else, I mean, Paul McCartney is number two on this list. He just turned eighty. Eighty, excuse me. <laughs> right, right? Excuse me. Bob yeah. Dylan just turned eighty. He's number three. Stevie Wonder is in his seventies. Keith Richards is in his seventies. Mick Jagger is in his seventies. Carol King is in her seventies. Paul Simon is in his seventies. You know what I mean? Where there's there's a missed opportunity, yes. in my opinion. There's yes. a missed opportunity here that the record companies are just not really looking into because they're looking at the now. They yes. need to make the money now. They need to. They don't care about what's in the future. And these record companies back in the day were just documenting the best that they can find. And exactly. who knew that the best that they can find within those twenty five years of production were was the best. Because yeah. even till this day, almost every one of those art no, every one of those artists recorded in the 70s. Yes. Every right. one of those artists was big and huge in the 70s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000, 2010, 2000. We're talking about 50 years. 50 years, they're the top, the top 10. You know? Incredible. Um, Incredible. So let me let me see. It says, um, what do they have in common? The songs are able to be covered. They are not difficult as Rush. They can't. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> that that is a good point. That's that a very good point. point. That's a very good point. You're yeah, right. Because yeah. you're you're. I mean, how many how many people are going to cover Pink Floyd, Rush? Right. Uh, you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. I mean, you don't go you know, to a party to hang out with friends and like, all right, guys, twenty one twelve, ready? Um, right. Exactly. Genesis. I mean, yeah. not, You know, the you know those songs are are. Yeah, extremely difficult to do, and they're not. Yeah, they're again going back to it. You know, being as far as uh, catchy, also. You know, right. a lot a lot of those songs are very catchy. I mean, yesterday. Very, yeah, and you mentioned something earlier about being moved. You know, like I was, I thought about that when you said that. You know, and like moved, like how have I been moved? Like, like I, I've been moved. I get moved by really, really sappy music. I, I'm the guy that will tear up. At an insurance salesman commercial, trying to sell life insurance. That happens when you have kids, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think I know. I, I definitely know that it's not the case. <laughs> I remember watching um, my mom. Yeah, my mom was very influential in my music taste. She mm -hmm. was the one that gave you know she showed me all the right music, you know, right. and um, but she also showed me musicals. Yes, and. I'm a I'm a kid in the South Bronx. I I, I why, why am I watching Fred Astaire in Top Hat? You know what I mean? Like, right, 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 right. And watching sure. Singing in the Rain with Gene Kelly because she loved them, and I would watch them, and I I got I got moved by those stories and those dances and the vocals and and the whole arc of the storyline. I really got moved by that. You know what I mean? But it's a very uh uh you know at the time I was embarrassed by it. Obviously, I'm growing up in the South Bronx. You get your ass kicked. You talk too much about, you know, tap dancing like Fred Astaire. So I didn't do much of that. Right. Um, but did I go home and and did I check the TV guide? And I, don't, I mean, no, probably people don't remember. But back in the old days, we guy. couldn't. Uh, we had an actual guide that came out once a week. 
Yes. And you go buy it. It was right at the supermarket. You pull it out, and then you go and see you what's look on. Look to see what was on that night, and, and then and and go and change the channel. Change the channel, <laughs> and I would actually look and find all the Jimmy Stewart films, all the 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 Fred Astaire films, Gene Kelly films, and whatever. And I would mark them off on the TV guide, and that's what I would. That would be my. Uh, but see, when I but when I say move me, like for again going back to there are those songs. That I can hear them over and over. Me too. And they will just have that feeling. And it's funny because I, I always I will never forget what's his name? Neil Sedaka, when he was they were asking him about songwriting. And he was at the piano and he's playing his, you know, and he said, There's always that there's uh, every song, every hit song has a killer chord. He said. Yeah. And he true. said, and and then he was demonstrating one of his songs and he hit that chord, which was like a minor chord, yeah, but it it was so beautiful. It was like, holy yeah. cow, who, what made you think of going there? You know, yeah. but it's those chords, those chords and those killer sections and those things. That's Melody. what grabs me. Yeah. That's what, they, that's they, what makes me want to listen to that song over and over when I'm driving. I'm like, ah, you yeah. Know? Cause it creates melody. Exactly. It, crea it creates a, a change in the melody. It creates, um, you know, it's a shift right. in, in, in what our normal thought pattern is correct right and right. so we're thinking you know this is playing like this, this is playing like this and suddenly here comes this thing that we were not expecting right you know and then we get that you know the uh, the endorphins and everything in our brains are dopamine. kicking in yes the, do the dopamine and the dopamine <laughs> pinchers everything that's in our brain right. kind of comes on and suddenly we we get that feeling we of like oh, man mm -hmm. you know? and it's like um, I mean, Neil Sedaka is like one of the great songwriters. Absolutely. You know, I mean, like melody writers. I mean, Jesus, you know, I mean, uh, I haven't mentioned Paul Williams yet, but Paul Williams has a couple of songs that like he, not popular songs, but um, unless you know Paul Williams material, but if you know his catalog, he's got songs in there that you're like, oh my Lord, how right. in the world did he come up with that? You know, right. um, you know, um, loneliness is actually a song that's like super, super like sad, mm -hmm. but very beautiful. And the melody is incredible. You know, if I'm if I'm ever like in a lonely mood, I'll play that. But I will. I'll be the Indian looking at the. You want to know my 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 um one of my top number. Well, I will say my top number one, one of my top ballads that I just every time I hear it, like I it's just kills me it's we will the one rock by, you huh we will rock you by queen <laughs> like, it? we will, we will no. rock you. it's the it's the one by boz skaggs ah yes you know which one i'm talking about yes but i'm trying to i can't it remember it was for a movie it was for the movie with uh, uh i thought i wish we could play some of these tracks here but i know they'll take us they'll take it down no, uh, love look what you've done to me I, oh, that's one of the great greatest song. ballads in my opinion just yeah. beautiful music and they wrote that on a weekend because they were asked to do it for the, no no they, he was telling the story him and um david foster david oh. foster but going back to him they yeah. they were they came like literally like on a friday they said they needed this by monday and he had to write this song and and do this whole thing on a, over a weekend and they were in the studio already Right, they right. had to do this, and literally Monday they shipped it out. Boom for the movie, Mid wow. uh, Urban Cowboy or something like, or one of those. Oh cowboy yeah, movies. yeah. I think yeah, yeah. Maybe it might have been Midnight Cowboy. Midnight Cowboy, that one. Midnight Cowboy, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, but that one every time I hear it just melts me. 
that's a that's a killer song yep. you know but when we talk about when we, i mean we, we obviously can see between the two articles that i that i brought up that there's a there's something wrong yes correct. right that that was correct. like my only point i'm bringing up these no, things right. there's, there's a wrong there's something that's incorrect if the most covered songs of all time and i'm by by covered we don't mean that they're covered by a lot of people that just play them. We mean mm -hmm. that they were professionally recorded in a right. studio and put out as a single or as a, uh, as a cut mm -hmm. on an album for an artist by a record company, right. meaning that they had to shell out the money to get the rights for those songs. You exactly. can't just go and record a, an album without getting permission from the songwriter. Exactly. And some of these songs are like to get yesterday in a song is a million dollars. There you go. It's a million dollars to use it. And I think you have to only use, you can't use a whole song. You can only use like a snippet of it. Yeah. And it's like a million dollars just to use the actual song. You know what I mean? Matter of fact, you can't even grab your guitar in a song, in a, in a film and sing it, mm. you know, just, just sing it in the, in the, in the background without the permission of the, of the, you know, without paying obviously. Amazing. So this is something that's really, really, to me, a big, a big, uh, where to look you know because right. I, I think this show you know we, what we do here we try to entertain educate and and call to action kind of motivate uh, to to do your own research and then maybe and reach out to us and let us know hey you missed this or this was wrong or yeah know, absolutely um you know these kinds of things um and really we this is the information that I, and, and this is the disparity between what they think is a catchy song Right. Uh, if, if you think, okay, if a song is so catchy and it's the top 20 catchy songs of all time, shouldn't they be the most covered songs of all time? Wouldn't people generally want to cover the most catchiest song that has catched everybody or has courted everyone? True. <laughs> right. True. Right. Why, yeah. why are we looking at blowing in the wind as one of the most covered songs of all time by Bob? You have, you have a good point. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah, so this is part of um, our conversation. So, wow, wow we're at Howard. This is the longest show we've ever done. Yes. We're rock and rolling here. Um, well, there's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. It's been uh, uh, always a, a joy for us to to have these conversations. These are let, us know what, let us know what you think, by the way. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Keep us posted on that and let us know what you find. And if you find any articles, you can always email them to us. Um, Cause that that's something that we like to, to, to check out. Yep. You can email it to me, um, John Henry Soto at protonmail.com, or you can message me there with any other suggestions or ideas. Um, we're going to be doing these on Thursday nights, uh, with different topics. And this will be us kind of like riffing on certain subjects today. We wanted to riff on, um, the music industry, but not just riff on it because we don't want to be like just complaining little weenies. We want to actually bring a point that's valid um, and to have the discussion continue. Yes. You know what I mean? And that to me is like the key thing. So exactly. Um, so we'll be doing this on Thursday. So I want to thank you all for uh, tuning in. Appreciate y'all. Have a wonderful uh, night. I'll see you all on Tuesday night for our counterparts interview show. And we'll see you there. And as always. <laughs>